Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 55. In this episode, you and I are going to be talking about what I learned from a year of podcasting. I really think that you're going to find this useful. You know, life isn't all gumdrops and lollipops. And sometimes when you see something on social media or, or you hear it on a podcast, you think, that's just how it is because you don't see the behind the scenes work that goes into it. So I just want to shine a little bit of light about my podcasting journey and what it took for me to get here. I think that it will be insightful for you and hopefully you'll learn that you don't need to ask for permission. And now to the episode. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I'm glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about what I've learned from a year of podcasting. Have you ever done something so far out of your comfort zone that it was terrifying? That's how I felt one year ago when the Ordinary to Badass podcast launched. I was terrified. Here's what you see. When I launch a podcast episode, you see an edited version of an interview that wasn't perfect. When I or the guest breathe heavy (coughs) or cough like that or make random noises, I usually cut it out. If we have to take a break for a kid or a dog or use the restroom, it's usually cut out of the episode. You don't want to hear all that, do you? That's precisely why I want to share what I learned from a year of podcasting. This podcast may only be one years old, but I feel like it was 13 years in the making. I want you to know there is more than the polished version that you see. Or more than the polished version that you see today. This podcast has been hard work and has taken time to get to the point that I am at today. If you feel like you're not as far along as you would like to be with something, don't worry, you will get there. Just keep pushing forward. And if you don't believe me, keep on listening. Let's go back in time. Before I tell you what I've learned from a year of podcasting, I think it's important that you know a little bit about my history. Let's rewind to when I became a police officer. Let's rewind to when I became a police officer. I was, and still am, a huge introvert. Putting myself out there was terrifying. Now, I am comfortable talking to people once I get to know them. Otherwise, not so much. As an introvert, 
I generate energy from being by myself. So when I was a new police officer and was on patrol, I was terrified to talk on the car radio to dispatch. I just didn't want my voice to be out there and I just felt intimidated. I spoke slowly and sounded pretty stiff. Seriously, it was pretty bad. I had a friend tell me to relax and that I didn't need to be so robotic. That's a true story. <laughs> the more comfortable I got, though, the easier it became. And eventually, I didn't even have to think about it. Once you do anything enough, you get used to it. Talking to people in interviews on patrol was also terrifying for me. I didn't know what to say to people, and I continuously criticized my, my mistakes, and I second-guessed myself. There was one experience that started to change my perspective a little bit. I went to a week-long interview class, and I was nervous beyond belief. You know that feeling when your palms get all clammy and you start to get in your head about everything? That's how I felt when I went to the interview people. Um, and actually, that's how I felt when I found out that in that class, when everybody had to do like a series of interviews throughout the week, say five, and the whole class would be watching. Yikes. I was seriously freaked out. But it was terrifying because like I said, I'm an introvert and I didn't know most of the people in that room. They were from all other agencies, right? There was a series of interviews that each participant had to do over several days. I had to talk myself up ahead of time because that first day in class, they told us about those. Luckily, we didn't have to do them the first day. But just from the second I heard about it, I started freaking out. And then I started telling myself things like, nope, you're not going to go down this rabbit hole. So I started saying things like, you've got this. Nobody is watching you. Everybody is focused on themselves. And you're going to rock this. I had to say those kind of things to level the playing field. It's not that I was so eagle egotistical and thought that I was perfect. It was just how I had to do so that I could feel okay about it or stop going down that rabbit hole of talking bad to myself and getting sucked up into the nervous energy. So don't be afraid to say those things to yourself. You know, when you get in that kind of moment where you're talking down to yourself. Honestly, I just didn't want to be a shit show when I was interviewing somebody in front of the whole class. And, and so I just was trying to be like, okay, you got this. You can do this. So the day of the interview came, or the very first day where I had to interview somebody in front of the class, and to my amazement, everyone was like, you were so good. That was amazing. I want to see you interview a real suspect. Or, oh my gosh, how I would love to be a fly on the wall during your next interview. In my head, <laughs> I was like, what in the world is going on here? For most of my career... I believed I was a terrible interviewer. And throughout the week, I received several compliments on my interviews. It's weird. Sometimes when you get validation from others, 
and it opens up a door for you and allows you to believe something that you otherwise wouldn't have considered. Within the following year, I gained confidence in my interview skills. And it was all probably from that class and from the compliments people were giving me there. So I started to feel a little bit more confident. Coworkers would wonder how I had gotten people that I had interviewed to give me specific details. I even contemplated writing a book about my interview style or technique. What? Craziness, right? How do you go from being uncomfortable and like anxious, clammy palms to wanting to write a book about it? The answer is simple. Practice. Just keep doing the thing that you want to do until you gain confidence in it. Okay. Let's get back to what I learned from a year of podcasting. In the past, I had never considered doing a podcast. Okay, well, in the back of my mind, maybe, but I wasn't allowing myself to consider it. Maybe it's that good old imposter syndrome where you just don't feel like you're skilled enough. A mentor of mine, Jeff Goins, said, you should start a podcast. So I did. I vowed that day that I was going to start a podcast. Again, why is it that sometimes you need permission to do something? You would never do it on your own until someone else suggests it. So I want you to consider, what are you holding yourself back on? Because you're not sure that you're good enough. You are enough. Try the thing. What's the worst that could happen? And if you're waiting for somebody else to give you permission, I'm sorry to say, but it might not happen. I was lucky enough to where it happened for me, but that's not always the case. And what cool, amazing experiences can you miss out on just because you are waiting for permission? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You don't need a permission slip to be a badass. You already are. Before I started the podcast, I was terrified. Because, to be honest, I'm pretty short-winded and straight to the point. I don't like to talk a lot of fluff. You may think it was easy for me to interview guests because I had done so many interviews at work. It wasn't. Asking guests to be on my show was terrifying. Six months before the show even aired, I was doing interviews. I just wasn't launching them at the time. I launched September 2nd, 2019 with three episodes. And I wanted to have like a month or two of interviews just waiting there just in case life got in the way. But still, it took me six months to get to that point, to be able to put my episodes out there, because it was kind of slow going. And that's okay. You'll figure it out as you go. Looking at it from the outside, it probably looked like it was easy. Or like I just picked up the mic one day and went for it. While I did go for it, it took so long to figure everything out. It wasn't as quick as it appeared. 
I'm not saying this to be negative or to have a pity party, but I want you to know that it wasn't quick or easy for me. If I could figure all this out, so can you. Believe me, so can you. I am not a tech person. So do the work, make the mistakes, and get out there. Do the work, make the mistakes, and get out there. In the beginning of podcasting, I messed up so many times. It was crazy. I tried all sorts of equipment that didn't work. I had headphones that crackled all the time. I started an interview on a Zoom call with the comedian Judy Carter and couldn't get my microphone to work for the first 20 minutes of the conversation. She was so kind and nice enough to stay on the computer and let me work through it. Here I thought I had it planned on or all planned out before I got on the Zoom call with her. But things happen. Know that even when you have tested things out ahead of time, something will go wrong. You will make mistakes. But that's okay. That's part of the process. I even interviewed a few guests and cut out so much of the interview. I thought I had to stick to the 45-minute interview because that's what I told the guest as well as the ordinary to badass listeners. I wanted to be a person of my word. While it is important to be a person of your word, it's also important to have some flexibility. Some guests are willing to go longer and to share their stories. As time went on, I stopped editing parts out of the interview when it went too long. In the beginning, I hated how I sounded. I would reduce some of the things that I said because I thought I sounded stupid. I learned it sounds better to be authentic and in the moment. If you mess up, you mess up. Or maybe I should say when you mess up. Because it will happen. But the more you work through it, the more badass you'll be. And the more badass you'll feel. It's a fine line between it's a fine line between giving a quality podcast and sanitizing it so much that it's not accurate. I always want to feel real, and that's why I stopped editing so much out of the episode. And now I try not to redo what I said so that it sounds better. If I sound stupid, then I sound stupid. But just like you, I am here to learn. One thing I learned from a year of podcasting is location is so important. I often did interviews from my sister's laundry room. Yep, you heard that right. I watch my nephews during the day, or one, during one day a week, and when they took a nap, I would be in the laundry room recording podcast episodes. That all stopped because of the Rona, but I think it'll happen again. Here's the thing. If you want to do something bad enough, you will. At the time, I didn't know that the location of your podcast matters. If you're in a smaller room or even in a closet, it can greatly help the podcast sound quality. It won't sound so echoey. I don't know if echoey is a word, but let's roll with it. Since I brought up the echo... I think it's essential that you know about the feedback. 
or the echoes you hear. If you are hosting an interview and you hear feedback or an echo, consider stopping or adjusting something. I have learned that if I hear it, it will likely make it into onto the recording. And sometimes it's hard to edit. I used to ask the guest if they heard the sound. They would reply no. So I assumed, okay, I'm good. That's not been my experience. Anytime I've heard the sound while we were recording, it shows up on the audio. So it's easier to just take a second and see if you can fix the sound. The location that you record is essential for sound and quality. Make sure that you and the person you are interviewing have reliable Wi-Fi connection. If not, you risk the interview going in and out, like certain words won't be heard. And then you're going to have to get creative in how you can fix it. Either cancel out the whole question, or you might have to interject and say something. Like say something to their point, or at this point, this is what happened. I don't know. You got to get creative. I also learned how to get over my nerves by acting like the guest is your future best friend. I used to get so nervous about interviewing guests on the show. And once again, I sounded stiff and robotic. In one, epi- in one episode, I interviewed my friend Sarah Robinson from Beautiful Between. And later, someone else told me that that was the most relaxed that I had sounded. I was like, yeah, because I knew her. She was my friend. Then it all clicked for me in that moment. I thought, what if you just act like you're meeting your next best friend? How cool would that be if you interviewed someone and ended up becoming friends? And by the way, that has actually happened. Also, it takes my nerves away. Whatever you focus on will likely become true. You know that quote, what you focus on grows? So you can focus on being scared and on negativity, or you can focus on positivity and friendships. I decided to focus on positivity and creating new friendships. You can do it. You are a badass. You can write that book, create that podcast, or do whatever it is that you want to do and are terrified of doing. Believe me, because I did it. Two years ago, if you'd have told me or any of my family members or friends that I'd have a podcast, I doubt anyone would have believed you. I wouldn't have. Do the work. Start with one piece of the puzzle. You don't have to have the whole puzzle put together today. And you don't have to know how to do it all, either. You will figure it out as you go. Figure out the first step, and then run like hell to make the first step happen. That will give you momentum. Seriously. The quicker you can take the first step, the more likely you are to keep going. I am giving you permission here. Write that vision down and start now. Want some accountability? I'd love to know your vision and your very first step. Write it in the comments of the show notes or hit me up on Instagram at ordinary to badass and DM me. Let me know what it is that tell me your vision and then tell me what's the first step that you are going to take. 
That's what I want to know. And I will follow up with you to see if you did it. I'm so excited for you and your new adventures. My hope is that you'll take action today because you never know what you do today and how it can prepare you for tomorrow or 13 years from now. It can set you on an unexpected trajectory. Why wouldn't you want to do that? All right, friend, that's all for today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Oh, wait, have you signed up for the secret podcast episode? Only for Ordinary to Badass listeners? Head on over to OrdinaryToBadass.com backslash podcast. Enter your email and sign up for the super secret podcast episode. Talk to you soon. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, OrdinaryToBadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's OrdinaryToBadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.